0: going on, Gator Nation? It's your boy, Patrick Young. Thankful for another day in 2021 to be sharing with you the Young and the Rowdies. I'm your host, Patrick Young. Uh, I am so excited for our guest today, one of the best scorers in Florida basketball history. But before we get into that, let me say thank you again for listening wherever you are. I want to say thank you to the reviews from uh, R. Fagler. Uh, excellent insight and behind the scenes on University of Florida men's basketball. Patrick does a great job, a great job leading guests into media conversation. Love his enthusiasm. And that's the purpose. Doing my best to not only talk about the upbringing and the stories behind each and every individual that's going through the Florida Gator basketball program, but also get into some trials and, and life lessons as well. So wherever you are, please don't forget to share and subscribe to the podcast You can find us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever else their podcasts are available. Also, please subscribe to the Field of Sixty Eight Media Network. Uh, Without further ado, I am proud to tell you that our next guest is the second leading scorer in Florida history, with over two thousand points scored. Leads the Gators in basketball history in three pointers made. One of the most explosive players uh, that I've ever seen able to really get his shot up, able to really score it, was a phenomenal high school player, McDonald's All-American, Parade All-American, you can name it, any type of American, you can, that's who he was. Uh, So let's get into the show. It is my honor to introduce Gator Great, second leading scorer uh, with 2,033 career points, owns the record for the most three-pointers made in, uh, University of Florida basketball history, multiple accolades from my man, Kenny Boyton. all the way from, you're in China right now, right, my man? China. A long way China. from Pompano.
1: A long way from Pompano. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm in China.
0: <laughs> How, how's it going out there, bro? You doing all right?
1: Yeah, it's going good. It's going good. Um, it took a while for my visa to come in, so I've been here for about a month. But uh, we winning. Um... Murray Space actually we played against them my second game here so I'm he's also out here but uh so far it's going good.
0: This is your uh third season out there? Third season in China, yes. Who? what did uh how did you adjust to the um, the quarantine? You had a quarantine right when you got there this year, right?
1: Yeah, that that was that was tough. That was tough. I did um I did 15 days quarantine. Um you know it's China so the food is different so it was pretty hard right. for me to kind of eat they was giving me uh kind of like white rice every day so I kind of found that and just ate that for you know majority of the days but uh the hard part really wasn't the quarantine it was kind of trying to get in shape after that and you know what I'm saying start the season so I'm still trying to get adjusted and get my win back how I wanted.
0: Yeah I had uh I had Vern on uh, Macklin last week and he said the same thing that yeah just 14-15 days stuck in that hotel just uh, your legs your, the conditioning it's just lost uh in just being at home what did you do to pass the time
1: man um my computer saved my life i just honestly when i watched i watched tv shows um movies any movie i could find um i caught you know a couple of games uh i would watch the the cba games um when they came on but Pretty much, that was it. Uh, I tried to do push-ups and run around the room and stuff, but uh, I'm out now. You know, I'm, I'm happy to be out.
0: <laughs> I, I can only imagine. So how, how many games have you gotten in so far since getting out? Oh, five. Five. That's what's up. Is it game still still got the shots, still got all the moves, just
1: still killing still, everybody? <laughs> still, got still got it. Still got it. I know it. I know to, it. China's pretty cut, though, so... If you're not handling your business out here, they'll get rid of you. So I know it. I still got it. <laughs>
0: so how how is the family doing? How's everybody? How's your son? How's how's everybody? How's everybody doing?
1: They're good. They're good. My son, he's shoot, he's tall. He tall. Uh he's 14 now. Um my mom, dad, everybody's good. They back in uh Pompano. Um, but everybody good. Just trying to stay free of that of, of the COVID. Right. I saw
0: that you uh you just bought a house not too long ago. Uh how how did that feeling of being a, a first time homeowner and uh, uh you know doing all that for, and where did you where did you purchase it
1: at? Oh, it was good. Um I actually purchased it like in, in the Boca area. Um okay. it, was, it was a it was a great feeling. Um I think the COVID kind of helped with me being home for nine months because you know, buying a house is it's a process, you know what I'm saying? But Man. It was a long process but man when I finished it I I felt I felt accomplished I felt accomplished <laughs> shoot, shoot
0: man I, I already know how crazy it is cuz I'm a, I'm looking into getting my first house and it's it's a little bit of a fixer upper trying to you know do the thing turn it into a rental property and because right. I I don't currently have an income regardless of my tax returns regardless office of office. my was- bank statement <laughs>
1: That was the hard they like. part. They, they want to know how you going to pay these bills, and you're telling them, like, hey, I'm going to get a job, but I got to wait until August, or, you know what I'm saying? Because overseas doesn't work for the whole year, you know what I'm saying? And that was right. that was the hard part. At first, I got denied, you know what I'm saying, and I explained it to them, but uh, I found a, a good person, and she kind of helped me out, and. Finally, uh, I got the process
0: done. I might need your connection on that because I'm kind of in a struggle right now. It's, it's crazy. Regardless of my tax returns, regardless of my bank statements, it's like if you have, don't have a current income, uh, it, it doesn't matter. But uh, anyways, man, right. let's let's take it back. I want to take it back to the beginning. Let's hop into basketball, bro. So all the way from Pompano Beach, um, how did life and basketball start for you? Was that just something just, since uh, a kid, you just always... Uh, just had a came out of the womb with a ball in your hand. How did how did it start for
1: you? Um, I was more so growing up. I was more so on the football side. Um, you know, I wanted to make the NFL. You know what I'm saying? But my brother, I had an older brother. He's four years older than me. Um, he kind of you know he started playing organized basketball first. So with me being around, you know what I'm saying, I grew I grew to like it. And uh, my dad he bought he bought us a, a a basketball goal, and uh, he used to sit in front of the house, and every day after school, you know, uh, I just go shoot. You know, it was just something to do. I would go shoot. I would go shoot. Go shoot. And honestly, man, I guess I just did it so much that you know, it developed like, kind of like a work ethic, you know. And um, I started playing with when I was 11 years old. I started playing with the South Florida Heat, and. At about 13 or 14 years old, I kind of got noticed. Um, I got noticed by Team Breakdown. They came and got me from the South Florida Heat and got on Team Breakdown, and they kind of had, like, the national schedule. Yes, they Yeah. Yep. And uh, my eighth grade year, I kind of played up. I played with a 17-another and other team, which helped me along the way with me being 14 years old. I played up, so I was used to playing with older guys. And, you know, by the time I came up the age of 16, 17, it was pretty much easy. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that was kind of my process in basketball. But uh, growing up, I thought I was going to be a football player.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I remember you saying one time that you got hit. <laughs> and it, this would have been, oh, yeah. been the same thing. It would have been the same thing for me. meaning and I, I'm in the NFL. Humor. But, cause, yeah, I remember Vernon. Vernon was like, he got hit. He got hit so hard one time that man just took his pads off and walked off the field in the <laughs> middle of the practice. <laughs> I, remember
1: <that> <laughs> I, 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 I remember that story. I that
0: I definitely would have did the same thing. Uh, when, when did so? When did it like translate to you that you could be like really good? Like you, you realize like, dang, like you know, I can really score. I can shoot. Uh, you got the confidence. The coach got you. Like when did things start to click for you? Really.
1: I think it was maybe a, um, I think it was maybe my seventh grade year. Um, I knew I was good, but I had, you know what I'm saying? I I, I thought I was good locally. You know what I'm saying? And I think when we went to Orlando, we played against, um, the Showtime Ballers Mm. and, um, it was the championship game. And we were down maybe 15 points in the fourth quarter and I got hot, you know, I, Maybe I honestly, man, I probably ran off eight or nine threes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, help, <laughs> help, You know what I'm saying? help my team come back and win and we won a championship. And at that point, I was like, you know, in my head, I was like, yeah, that was kind of different. You know what I'm saying? That was like a special type of performance, I felt. You know what I'm saying? At the time. And after that, um, I went. To, I got invited when I got with Team Breakdown. I got invited. I want to say this is my eighth grade year going into my ninth grade year. I got invited to – let me see, eighth grade. Let me make sure. I want to say it was seventh grade going into eighth grade. I got invited to something called Camp Next. And at the time, it was uh the camp, the top two players was going to get picked and go, go on to the ABCD camp. So my coach, Kenny Gillian, and all the Gillian brothers – um. Me, Ray Shipman, uh, Eloy yep. Vargas, he took all of us to New Jersey and we played in this camp. And they kind of explained the rules to us. They said in the first quarter, they say in the camp, you're going to play the first and the third quarter or you're going to play the second and the fourth quarter. Only two quarters. I didn't pay attention during the explaining process.
0: And I'm thinking <laughs> that he
1: said we were going to play one quarter. So I come out in the first quarter and I got 23 points in the first quarter. You know what I'm saying? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, hey, you know what I'm saying, the game over, you know, whatever, whatever. So I get back in the game, they put me back in the game. I'm like, I get back in. So I get back in and I the courts are kind of next to each other. So I see Ray Shipman and I ask Ray, I'm like, Ray, uh, how many points you got? So he's like, I got four points. He said, How many you got? I said, I got 23. I'm like, what you doing? So <laughs> it's like, how you got 23 points? And I'm like, man, I don't know. So I finished the game, I want to say, with like 31 points. And it was kind of like the big talk of, you know what I'm saying, the first night to start it. And I end up going on to be the number one player, number one scorer in that camp. Got invited to ABCD camp. And there I got ranked in the country as the number three player in the country. And from that day, when I seen that, I quit football. And that's when I realized <laughs> <laughs> that's when I realized I could be special. Yeah, man. That's that's what's
0: up. Uh I I missed you at that camp but uh very similar when I went to uh ABCD I think they called it something different I think the last year
1: Reebok Reebok like, All American
0: Reebok All American yeah that's right I remember. and uh I remember. yeah it was uh John Wall was with you that year uh the year before that and he he yeah, both of y'all was going crazy but yeah I I came out there pretty much unknown on the scene after uh doing the the headliner camp down right. in um in Jacksonville, and then I—I I really ain't even know what to expect because I was kind of like baseball was my first sport. I played baseball, and I was kind of still balancing between between the two as I was uh, coming up. And then yeah. I was like, all right, this is a cool opportunity. I'm just going—I'm just going to go out here and play hard, you know, do what I can do because you know, being a big guy in the AAU circuit, it's mostly the guards that's getting the shots, et cetera. So I just went in that joint, and I just tried to dominate and dunk everything, and pretty much from there, yeah, my whole, the whole scenario for me changed and that's when I started getting letters. Clemson uh, was hitting me like crazy. And I was like, man, this is, this is such a humbling process. And I was like, you know, it seems as though basketball is the way I should, <laughs> basketball <laughs> right. the path I, I should go on. But right. how, how did your, your recruiting process uh, begin uh, when, that, when that started? Oh. When you started getting that, that national recognition?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, from as far as I can remember, I was getting a couple letters, you know, but you know, once you really get into it, you, you, you would know, once you really get into recruitment, the letters that really matter are the handwritten letters. Oh you know yeah. What I'm so, so when I, um, my first year, when I went to ABCD camp, I finished as, um, you know, they had player ratings at the time. So, you know, you get rated by the minutes you play, rebounds, assists, you know, per minute. So I finished behind Kevin Love as the second-rated um highest player rating in the camp. So after that, man, my recruitment, it went crazy. Mm-hmm. And um I could remember my first, you know what I'm saying, a letter that I really got surprised about. Um uh, Coach K kind of wrote me, uh Mike Szyeski. He wrote me and uh, basically, you know, he said he seen me. From the, at the ABCD camp, and you know, he was interested in me. And you know, from there on, man, everybody you know, Florida, uh, Duke, uh, Kansas, Memphis, everybody you know what I'm saying, kind of went to recruiting me. But you know, the recruit process, man, at first, you know, in the beginning, you know, it, it, it's exciting, but it's hard, overwhelming. it's overwhelming, yeah, it's gonna
0: get overwhelming. It's at, at overwhelming.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: is, is there any advice that you would give yourself, like looking back into the getting to the time machine that you would tell yourself as uh because, yeah, for, for me, same thing. That recruiting process was exciting at first. And then because the coaches, they want you and then they want to establish a relationship with you and they right, want right. to talk on the phone. I'm like, man, I'm just a kid. I don't even I don't even know how to talk to girls yet. Like <laughs> right, <laughs> needless right. to, to, to talk on the phone, talk on the phone with 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 men that I don't know that is trying to. Yeah, I mean, they have an incentive. They want they want you to the school, so they're gonna try and get to know you, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, is there any advice you would give yourself now, uh, looking back at that, um, or kid or kids in the situation?
1: I would say, <laughs> I would say, take your time, um, enjoy the process. You know what I'm saying? Because one day you will miss it. Enjoy the process. Um, I would say just take as many visits as you can, enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? It's hard because, like you said, you know, who who wants to talk on the phone two or three hours with one coach and then right after that another coach is calling, this coach is texting you, you know what I'm saying? So it's a little overwhelming, like you say, but I would say, man, take your time, discuss it with your family, pray on it, and, you know, the right decision will come, you know, and God God will work it out.
0: Yeah. I think I remember. Remember remember you telling the story of Coach K coming down to pop.
1: you breaking up a little bit. You're breaking up a little bit.
0: Uh, did he, did he, he, came down for a visit to see you? Or some coach can see you. Can, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? One, two, three, check,
1: check.
0: Okay. 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 What I said was uh I think I remember you telling a story uh back in college about visiting you uh down in Pompano, you and the fam. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Um yeah, uh Coach Kate, Coach Kate actually did he he came to Pompano and visited me. Um it was it was it, it was exciting, you know what I'm saying, to be to be the the first person, you know what I'm saying, in Broward County to bring uh coach K down. It was, it was, it was, it was really exciting. Um, I felt, I felt kind of like the man that week, you know what I'm saying? Cause people, yeah, for sure. People, people had heard, you know what I'm saying? They had heard, uh, that he was coming and, uh, I actually had one of my dad's friends. He actually, uh, he looked up with coach K. So, you know, I told my dad, he could invite him, you know, to meet him for the home visit. And, um, you know, before coach K gets that, his guys, talking i'm talking about talking man i can't wait to meet coach k man i can't wait to meet him i can't wait to meet him coach k walks in the house and this guy just i never seen nothing like it in my life this guy's just starstruck he literally puts his hand out coach k puts his hand out to meet him and he's just he's just stuttering can't get the words out (laughs) couldn't get the words out you know what i'm saying so you know that was it was it, it, it was a good it was a good a good time you know coach k um great coach great person you know and um it was a good time. It was a good time.
0: Going going through uh, your recruitment process, you know, what, what was it about Coach Donovan and Florida that, that stuck out to you to make that decision? I'm sure family had a big part to that because I know you're a big family guy and your family came to just about every game that they they could. Right.
1: right. Honestly, for him, it was his consistency. Um, to be honest, I'll I, I be honest with you, honest, Florida was probably my fifth on a list when it started, you know what I'm saying? But it was his consistency, he was consistent. You know, he would fly in on a Tuesday, fly in on a Thursday, fly in on a Saturday, you know what I'm saying? Go see my grandma, go see my brother at his college. You know what I'm saying? He did so much and with him doing so much, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, man, this guy, got he got to have my best interests. He got to want me, you know what I'm saying? bad, you know, and he was just so consistent and that kind of drew me to Florida.
0: That's what's up. <laughs> I can <laughs> I can only imagine, yeah, Coach Donovan just he he's he's a he's a madman when it came to recruiting. Uh I I he told me the story when him chasing down Matt Walsh. Um was it Matt Walsh or Mike Miller that uh they, they were on the circuit and they saw him play like 24 straight days. Wow. And they they traveled, it was uh, two tournaments in, in California and they drove, you know, multiple hours behind him the whole time, just like letting them know, like, hey, we really, we, we really want you. Wow. So uh, you know, obviously you were one of the best one-on-one ISO pull-up scores finishers in Florida's history. You finished uh number three all time in high school. Uh, and then you came on to college, came on and stepped on the scene in Florida. Uh, what was your mindset of, you know, transitioning from high school to college? Because obviously it's a lot different because there's, there's more guys that are more talented at that, that level of play. Uh, but still, you know, you're going to get your game off. You're going to figure out a way to, to make it happen. But what was that, your mindset coming into
1: college? My mindset coming into college was <clears throat> try to be the best player on the floor, you know. But you know college it's a wake up call you know what i'm saying yeah, you, for you sure. the 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 you playing against grown men now you know what i'm saying and that's my mindset to this day you know what i'm saying i i try to be the best player player on the court no matter who's on the court you know what i'm saying but florida man we we had so many good players man it was it was <laughs> that first my every year we had a good team but my first year you know what i'm saying it was it was A learning experience for me I I would want to say it wasn't as easy as I thought it would be um I led the team in scoring but I didn't shoot it as you know I'm saying consistent as usual you know I'm saying as I I did in 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 high school and you know that came with film you know teams watching film on you and stuff like that so honestly my mindset coming in was kind of just be the best player on the floor.
0: Yeah, and I know Coach Donovan. He 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 was always trying to get that out of us. And uh, you know, looking back, it, it's easy to see that we all had our own processes of trying to figure that out. But the, the number one thing we needed to be was consistent. But you know, I, I was super, I was super excited when you uh when I saw that you were going to Florida because I I remember playing against you, uh, you and Brandon, you Brandon Eloy uh, Vargas Ray Raymond Taylor. Uh, it would and uh, who who was Jelani Jelani as well. Were you, line, yeah. Y'all, y'all had such a good team. We had y'all down. I was with the uh, Jacksonville Lee Bulls. We had y'all it. down, down eight. With <laughs> I think the last two minutes of the game, maybe less than that. That boy, <laughs> Kenny said, "I got this." <laughs> 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 heen, ha him three, three. Next play, three. I said, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> what can you, what can you, what can you do against that?" And um, you know the hype. The hype was was real for sure, uh, and coming into college. But yes, yeah, it, it was a wake up call. But uh, I'm sure you know you you adjusted and, and started to figure it out because obviously you you finished your career there being one of the best scores. You know what what were some of the the greatest things you think you learned from staying, you know staying in college, staying in school, being at Florida, being a Gator.
1: The greatest thing I could learn basketball wise, definitely. It was I I I I can say a couple of things. Um help defense was one thing that I had no clue about uh right. coming to college. You know what I'm saying? Help defense from um the I say the number one thing I that I probably learned honestly thinking about it was probably scoring, scoring a lot of points on less shots. I think Billy helped me with that process. I think in high school. You know, you have freedom to go out and just shoot. You know, some days you're gonna come out hot. Some days on your off days, you can shoot. You know what I'm saying? As many shots as possible, because you're the man. Everybody want to see you shoot. I think in college, I want to say honestly, my junior year was my best year that I worked on it, in the sense of getting the same amount of points I would get shooting 17 shots on 10 shots. You know what I'm saying? And I think in the NBA, that's what the game is right now for role players. I think. When you play with LeBron James, LeBron's going to get majority of the shots. He's the man. You know what I'm saying? He's a superstar. But your role comes in uh, caldwell Pope. you sitting in this corner, and whether you have five shots tonight or ten shots, you knocking these shots down, you know what I'm saying? And that's, I think, was the best thing that I could have learned from college, you know what I'm saying, that you could play on any level this way with not shooting as many shots, but the shots that you do get, you make them.
0: Obviously, um, you know, coming into to college, being a top ten player in your class, and um, you know, just the confidence that you had with with what you had achieved, there was a lot of pressure. I'll say pressure, but expectations and weight right. coming all the way from Pompano, from you know everybody supporting you and wants you to see to excel. You know, how did right. you handle? How did you handle those expectations? And and because obviously everyone wants to see you do do well. Uh, they right. know what you're capable of doing. Um, and you just I mean, at the end of the day, you you're just a kid trying to figure out and still chasing your dreams. But right. you know, that that pressure can 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 weigh on you and you you miss out on enjoying the moment. Um, how did you
1: how did you handle all those expectations that you had on you? Man, I tried to stay in the gym as much as possible. And I always that was always my mindset, you know, stay in the gym and everything else will take care of itself. Um in college, you're gonna have your ups and downs of you know, this game was a good game. This game's a bad game. But, you know what I'm saying, overall, my freshman year, you know, I led the team in scoring. Didn't shoot it how I wanted it to. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, everybody has expectations, you know, and different people's expectations are different than others. You know, some people want you to be one and done. Some people want you to be two years and out. You know what I'm saying? But like you say, everybody has their process, you know. And um, I think with that, man, I just tried. My mindset was just staying in the gym. As much as possible and everything else will take care of itself
0: yeah you absolutely did you were, you were, you were in that gym man and, and uh, like you said it started from uh, being 11 years old when you just were figuring the game out and right. and figured that, that you could you could uh, uh, make you know go somewhere with it uh, you know I, I gotta ask you uh, any any um you know what's your favorite Chandler Parsons moment because I think we all have one. <laughs> a moment of because uh, Ch- I love Chandler. What a guy! He he was one of a kind. And you you had him for longer than I did. I only had him for one year. Right. Uh, right. What was your me- a memorable moment you had with Chandler? Keep keep it if it's if it's a uh, up you know kind of Agreed. crazy one of,
1: you know. with that guy with <laughs> that <laughs> guy. <laughs> agree, agree, man. Uh, my favorite Chandler Parsons moment on the court, off the court. You you can give us both both of them. Okay, um, my forever, well forever I I will always remember this the the NC State game of course on the court that's oh yeah you know, that, that was a legendary uh, shot you know what I'm saying and I think when he he got got the rebound and took that one dribble and shot it from seventy five feet and made that game winner we all thought the game was over. You know what I'm saying? I was walking. I think I might've was walking with my head down to the locker room and I probably didn't even see the shot go in. I just seen everybody running and I knew he made it. So <laughs> that, that definitely has to go down as, as, as one of my favorite uh, moments on the court off the court, uh, off the court. Okay. I, I go at this. You, you Gainesville people would know, if you know, um, In Gainesville, you know, you have midtown and you have downtown. Chandler was a midtown guy, you know, where he go to his areas and, you know, eat. So me personally, as you would know, I was a downtown guy, you know? And I think when I would go out uh, to party, I think the places that I would go wasn't the best places, you know? (laughs) The venue. (laughs) (laughs) the venue the venue in plasma at the time so I think one night uh, I got Chandler to come with me to uh, the club (laughs) and man it was a funny night man he just it was funny he was uncomfortable but I mean we had a good time you know I told him hey man you and me you know everything is good but it was just to see him in that setting. I'm thinking thinking on it now it was a very uh, funny night you know what I'm saying but that definitely would go down is one of my favorite uh, memories off the court with him.
0: That, hey, that man was that man was something something different. Um, <laughs> what what are some of your your most memorable moments as a Gator personally for you? you like some of your top your top moments there for four years.
1: Man, how so many? I know. Oh, yeah, how so many, man. Um, oh, man, uh, I would say regardless of however it played out for us, you know, of course, well, you're actually, your team did it. Y'all made the final four. Y'all made the final four, you know, I think, um, us every year, man, advancing to the elite eight, I think, you know, that's, that's a, that's a special moment. I think, you know, when you, when you go through what we've been through as a team and waking up at six in the morning and five in the morning and running and lifting weights and, you know, you getting rewarded going to the Elite Eight and, you know, showing that you're a top team. I think it just shows that all our hard work paid off. You know what I'm saying? So I think it never was – I wouldn't say it was any individual accolade for me in college or anything. i say as a team advancing to those three Elite Eights as we did, I think that was for sure my favorite or uh, most memorable uh, moment.
0: I remember uh... – man yeah it was it was crazy man three times so so close we we were so close to being four straight elite eight or four straight final fours which would have yeah. would have been like uh uh the memorable UCLA teams and John Wooden uh back right. in the day but uh right. I was about to ask you um oh yeah uh so I remember just coach Donovan uh he would always try to instill like more physicality in, in all of us. Uh, I mean, especially through like, I remember freshman year, the charge drill. (laughs) 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 That that, that dang charge, that dang charge drill. Uh, You know, what, what was your adjustment like with that of coach Donovan trying to get to, cause you, you're more than capable. You, uh, you got, you got the build, you have the, but it's getting right. the mindset, especially someone that can score at your volume of yeah. being, like you said, help, like, of even just figuring out help defense. Well, of, of, like, what was it like adjusting to that, that uh, getting pushed by Coach Donovan to be more physical? And then as well as like the weight room, because, uh, you know, you had Preston, you had you yeah. had uh, Matt Herring um, yeah. for two for two for two years. Yeah, two years. And yeah. you had Preston uh, uh, your last year. And what was it like adjusting with all that and then getting into a, a weight program regimen? Cause that's, that's something kind of, uh, I think a lot of guys shy away from, uh, cause they just want to play basketball, you know, and I get that we are basketball players at the end of the day. We're not, you know, track and field. We're not weightlifters, bodybuilders. Uh, we need those tools to get better. Uh, but it's not, it's not everything, but how, how did you fit those, you know, see, see the importance of those things and helping you, you elevate your game?
1: Man, coming into college, I really didn't lift weights like that, you know? So I was kind of resistant in a sense of, man, why are we lifting so many weights? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We have to lift weights, go to class, come do an individual, might go back to class and practice. You know what I'm saying? All in the same day. So, man, that was an adjustment, you know? But the weight room really wasn't a problem for me. Honestly, the weight room, I'm used to hard work. So, you know, that was a challenge for me and that I ended up being okay with the weight room. For me personally, you would know and, you know, my teammates would know that charge drill was... (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't my drill. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't know. I never (laughs) took a charge. Like, that just was not my drill. And I can remember, man, I can remember since my freshman year, Billy... Trying to get me to take a charge, and I want to say probably against either UCF or Missouri, one of those games in college. I want to say I took a charge, and it wasn't until my senior year, you know what I'm saying. I took my first charge in the game, and everybody kind of got excited for me, you know the bit. Yeah. they kind of cheered for me, you know what I'm saying, which was a good moment, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that charge drill, man. To this day, that's not my favorite. <laughs> that's not my favorite drill.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I remember you taking that child. We all got so hyped, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> right. So, uh,
0: so let us transition a little bit. Uh, you know, you and me both share uh, going out of college that we ended up going undrafted, um, and that was definitely for me at the time because that's I, you know I didn't know anything. I didn't know about European ball. I didn't know much about the G League. You know, I had been just taught and you know, had my mind focused on the NBA. And it's not that right. the window had closed. I just thought, you know, getting drafted was going to be my route and continue the process on there. Uh, and yep. it was, it was, you know, I was shocked and I was, I won't say devastated. Uh, but maybe you know, maybe I was at the moment, you know, not getting my name called. But then there was right. immediately like a passion of like, I'm gonna prove everybody wrong. I'm gonna show them like, you know, they made a mistake. Because I my year was the year LeBron was trying to make a decision on what he was going to do next, mm-hmm. uh, so there was a lot of teams trying to make room to to try and make an offer to get LeBron. So they right. were signing, they were they were signing and stashing a lot of guys that they knew were never even going to come come back to play. Uh, so what what was it like for you uh, coming out in twenty thirteen? You know, going undrafted and figuring it out from there.
1: Uh that was one of my lowest points of my life, I would say. Yeah. Uh, man, I think that year, I think I knew in my mind, you know, in my heart that I wasn't going to get drafted based off of my senior year in which I had. You know, I felt like I should have left my junior year. But it's not a reality until it's a reality. You know what I'm saying? you watching yeah. that draft and your name really don't get called. And it's like, man, you know, you waited your whole life for this moment, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, for me, man, my process, oof, my process was a little different, you know? I personally, I felt like I kind of got forgotten about in a sense, you know? Um, After the draft, you know, usually guys went to the summer league and you know, played and stuff and you know, I didn't get any summer league uh, any summer league offer. So, after that of course you know the next thing was overseas and just like you um what is what is overseas you know i don't know anything but you know anything about that you know and i end up signing a deal in israel um israel which was it was good it was good actually uh galil galil that was my first i think you just played yeah you just played now yeah. Yeah. My first my first year um overseas was with Galil. And you know, that was a good organization, good people. You know, so it was an English speaking uh country. So it kind of helped my process, you know, but um that was a process, that NBA draft. Oof. That was a that was a process, man. Not not hearing your name get called, it's a bad feeling.
0: <laughs> you know how you gotta get to the point all of us do that uh needs to understand that life <laughs> Life goes the way it's gonna go. You know, we can't right. we can't control control that stuff. And I, I I had to just take ownership and be like, you know what, I'm gonna write my own story, and right. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make the most out of it. And who knows? Just because things didn't go the way we foresaw them and wanted them to, doesn't mean our life is gonna be any better. You know, we can still uh, cultivate great relationships and do have great experience. I mean, you how many places have you gotten to live and travel uh, that you probably would have never got it got a chance to experience and and uh, uh, you know, it's, it's just been like my mind was—I don't say brainwashed, but just so stuck on. If I don't achieve this thing, then you know I'm not going to ever achieve happiness, which is far from true. Because yeah. right. uh, I think I think that's a choice that we make we make every day. And and uh, bro, we're we're so blessed, man. We're we're so incredibly blessed just every day that we get a chance to wake up and just play a game and get paid money to do it. <laughs> Of course. You know, if of if course. we stop playing, if we stop, if basketball stops completely tomorrow, you know nobody's going to die. I don't think so. I, I don't. You know, if if doctors or police officers or or you know some other, if they stop working, you know the the entire world is going to be shifting on its neck. But um, you now how was your experience in Gilboa? Because was was RC still the, uh, the the GM there
1: then? Say the name again.
0: Artie, Arty. He always, he always wears a hat. He never takes his hat off. The general manager.
1: Mm-mm. It no. was a different guy. I think <laughs> a guy named Amid, Amid, Amid or Amid or something like a okay. or something like. Older guy, whatever. It was a different guy. How did you... It was a different...
0: You know, I try to explain to people uh, when they ask me about how, how Israel was. I was like, I was in the middle of nowhere.
1: Well, yeah, I was, we was in the country. We was in the country. In the... Was... <laughs> I mean... It was in the city but, where I seen people picking up people for rides, you know, like I'm like, what yeah. is, you know, cows and, you know, but, you know, uh, Tel Aviv was 45 minutes kind of, uh, I think, 45 minutes from there. So once I got into the city, you know, you kind of seen how the real Israel, but I, me personally, I didn't mind it because I wanted to be focused. So it was kind of. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. To be.
0: Yeah. It's it so hot out there, man. It was it, it was like. 110 degrees because I got there in uh in August and yeah. I was like, yo, I'm in the de- desert for real. <laughs> I'm in the, yeah. the desert for real. But I can imagine that uh you know your game probably translated so well over there in Israel because it's similar to how it is in China as as far as like the the, the game is leaning on the, the Americans to go out and do their thing and use and, yeah. and I guarantee you ain't a lot of guys that could that could guard you uh over there. But uh, in your process and being overseas. Uh, when did you, because you've been you you've been all around. Like when did you, when did right. it click for you that like, dang, you know, I I found my niche. I can score really well over here. Um, you know, I'm just gonna try and just keep stacking, keep enjoying it, living life, the, enjoying the culture. You know, when did that really click to you? Because, you know, obviously you you didn't know a lot about overseas. I didn't know a lot about overseas before,
1: right. Uh, right. before
0: I got over there. So how how did that process go for you?
1: Um. Oh. I battled, I battled with overseas a little bit. <laughs> um, I never really liked it at first. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't embrace it, you know. Um played in Israel, then I went to France. France was good. Um Russia. Yeah, Russia, Russia, uh didn't like cold. Russia it was too cold. Too cold. Too cold. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Russia. Then I went to Turkey. Turkey was good. Actually, I ran into Scotty, uh, Scotty Wilberkin and Urban Walker in Turkey. Um, I went... I did Turkey two years. did Turkey two years, which was good. But once I got to China, I said to myself, like, I found my niche. Like, this is my game. Like, when they just letting me go out and score, you know that's what they care about here. I this was me personally, I personally said this is my game, you know what I'm saying? And I found my niche here and this is, you know, my third year being here. This is the only place that I've been for 3 years, you know, and it's only for 6 months which was kind of like perfect for me, you know, trying to do 6 months here, 6 months there versus 9 months. So China was pretty much when I got here, that's when I kind of said I found my niche.
0: Yeah, I would say you obviously China gives you that very good opportunity to just go and do what you have been able to do for a long time. Just go out there and score. You know, tell tell us about tell tell me about some of the you know most memorable games that you've had in China so far. Because I know you put you put sixty up a few times, haven't you? Fifty or sixty?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, one game. I uh, came out. My first game, actually, what I. Ah, first game. My first game in China. I had sixty nine points. <laughs> yep. Then the next game, the next game, I had sixty eight. Uh, I had another. Yeah, I had another sixty, probably sixty nine again or something like that. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't have some games, you know. But um, you know, the memorable ones. are when I did it first. You know, the, the the greats I would say that people, you know, with no uh Jimmer Fredette, who we played against in college, you know, played against them, had like a probably thirty-eight versus them. Dominique Jones, who was uh a very uh successful guy over here, um played for the Dallas Mavericks. Um good games for us. So, You know what I'm saying? Like when you do it versus those guys and you didn't make the NBA and you playing against everyone else is pretty much played in the nba you know what i'm saying it kind of shows you that you know i could do it i could give you that confidence like if given opportunity i could do it you know what i'm saying so it's a good it's a pretty good league to be in pretty much everyone american over here um has had nba experience so it's a pretty competitive league
0: what is the you know what what year is this for you as a pro now you're eight Mm, seven or eight Let me see. Uh, <laughs> I think it's number eight.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's eight. Yeah.
0: How how many more you think you got in? You have, how how's the body feel and everything overall?
1: Body feel good, man. I body feel good. Honestly, if China keep calling me, man, hey, <laughs> hey, I, I I go to the wheels fall off, man. Uh, I I honestly I don't want I don't want to be playing at thirty five. If I if I could have it my way. And I had everything set up in the states, as I wanted investments and everything. I would want to be done by thirty-five.
0: Well, I, I definitely hope that for you. I mean, I mean, why not? But you know, uh, the, one of my favorite expressions is "Blessed are the flexible, for they don't break." You know, be ready for you know anything and can shift at any moment. Uh, but just being ready and and accepting that. Uh, I want to tr- transition into uh, some current college basketball stuff. You know, I think I think, uh, you know, Instagram was just kind of starting up when we were when we were in school.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, how
0: did how do you and now it's it's being used as a tool because uh, the NCAA is approved. Uh, I'm not sure if it's every state, but players being able to receive uh, money and and uh, benefits using their image. You know, what's your opinion on that? On because uh, obviously a guy like you, how you played in, in high school, uh, you would have gotten who knows how many followers and all this and that. You would have had uh, Instagram and social media was the way it is now. now. What's your what's your your take on on that on that kind of stuff?
1: I like it. I'm I'm, I'm for it. Honestly, man. Um, why should others make money off of you know those guys? You know these guys are coming out every day putting in the work, and you know others are making money for the image. I figure, hey. College, as you know, we didn't really have any money. you know what I'm saying' it's, you you can't really you know yeah. money, so if you could go to college and you're getting paid, that's one less worry that you have to worry about. you can focus on basketball, so me personally man, I love it I love the the instagram how they they kind of keep me involved with who is who with everybody posting these videos, you know what I'm saying so I'm for it, and I'm glad that they voted on paying the paying the college players.
0: So I have one last question for you uh, before I let you well, if I let you get some sleep because it's almost exactly. almost twelve, right? Almost a uh, bedtime. Uh, yeah. You know right. your son your, your your son's coming up, right? He's he's hooping.
1: I wish he, man, <laughs> he he entered his iPad and his games. Man, we complete opposites. Man, I don't get it. I do not get it. But you know. He, no, I, I, you know, when I get with him, I try and work with him and stuff, but he's not really serious about it just yet. You know, you have late bloomers, so I'm hoping that's what happened with him, but, man, he got the perfect height. He got the perfect height, you know what I'm saying? So I'm hoping that he develop a love for the game. Does he realize who his dad is? <laughs> he don't.
0: He don't, man. He don't. He don't. <laughs> And you, you you got you got to send him send him some uh some YouTube clips so he can see what you what you was doing.
1: I got to show him, man, because man, listen, he think everybody better than me. I could point a guy what? in the street, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he could beat you. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> hey, it's 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 different, you know. But I hope I hope in these next couple years he do. But whatever he do, you know, I'm supporting him, you know. So yeah.
0: <laughs> and that's and that's and that's and that's all you can can really do as a dad. Whatever he decides to do, but yeah, I hope I hope he does get that basketball itch, and you get a chance to 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 spread that scoring that scoring touch you got and transfer that over to him. Uh, that be that would be pretty awesome. But uh, KB yeah, yeah. man, it was it was awesome having you on the show, man. I hope you get some rest. I'll Appreciate it, man. you to stay healthy this season, man. It was a blessing to see you, bro. Thank you for being on the show.
1: Thanks, bro. I appreciate you for inviting me.
0: Thank you so much. That was the episode with Kenny Boynton all the way across the water in China. So thankful that you gave it a listen. Really awesome to hear his insight. See how long his hair is. Goodness, did you see it? That man's got, he's got the longest hair I've ever seen. But Anyways, thank you guys again so much for joining in. Uh, really awesome. Thankful being a part of this. Uh, remember subscribe share this podcast with people that you think will be interested Uh, we're continuing to try to get this podcast to grow as well as my other partners that are doing this for their universities Um, also please subscribe to the field of 68 media network everyone stay blessed thankful again for another day to be here with you and gator nation stay around